Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes, Mr. Tony Jackson. I'm going to say it as, as your pal here, Jim, would say, in the house. Boom. How are you? I'm outstanding. I'm sitting here with you. In Vegas? In Vegas. Why were you in Vegas? Today I got to do one of my least favorite things in the world to do, which is be a uh, subject of photographs. Why don't you like doing that? Uh, I'm, I'm good with human interaction. And uh, fortunately for me, my, my photographer is my good friend. And uh, he's human. Jim Shea. <laughs> uh, but it's something about looking into a contraption and trying to, you know... Act as if, yeah, and I, and, you know, he, he goes all Olin Mills on me sometimes. He's like, you know, put your chin over here, and does he really? <laughs> yeah, he does. He's like, stand on your head, and you know. <laughs> he, you, you know what? I did one of those with him in Nashville, and he didn't ask me to do that. Yes, he, it's he, just me. It's just, yeah, it's just you. Yeah, I don't see a part. Maybe he senses that you're not as photogenic as you think you are. I don't think I'm photogenic at all. Did you're crazy? Right. That's why. That's why I sing songs. Right. I'm not a magazine. You you end up in a magazine. If you think about it, it happens. It does it happen. Happens. People got, take they pictures. Gotcha magazine. <laughs> got him. <'em. laughs> Where did you guys head out to? What's that place called? Where do we Nelson. go to? Nelson Ghost Town. Right. What did you think? How was the drive out? It's cool. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It wasn't not, that far? Forty minutes, I think. Yeah. yeah. I was I was telling Jim, there's this uh, Titan, Titus Canyon Trail, which is near Beatty, Nevada. Okay. And it goes through Death Valley. It's about a four hour drive, all off road, no cell phone signal. I like to do it all the time. Perfect. But it looks a lot similar to that, and it's only 30 minutes down the road. Oh. So. Ironically enough, I've been to Laughlin a million times, but I've never, ever taken that turn into the Nelson Ghost Town. Never looked at oh, it. You're missing out. I've seen the photos. Uh, I, I've seen... Fo- fo- it looks neat. It looks super neat, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Just just because it's it's in the middle of nowhere, I'm, ass- I'm assuming that they've built it out to be something like that, and they use it specifically for a lot of people to take photos there. I think they just collect stuff. They got a lot of stuff. Is it a old. junkyard? I wouldn't call it junk because, uh, you know, it's somebody's things. Right. But uh, people like to go there and take pictures. Right. So. Uh, I'm going to yeah. have to go check it out. You do. You do. I wish I had a place like that. Why? What, what, what would you do with uh, it? It's rustic. It's cool. Uh, there's a lot of uh, cool stuff to see. I like old stuff too, right? But who has a place to store all that stuff? But, uh, Chris? They're very good at <laughs> getting people to come take pictures of their right. stuff. I wonder, and man. It's not a bad drive. A lot of a lot of people that. What made you choose that kind of element for what you were doing? Was that something that you were like, like that you wanted to do, or did someone? I used to be in the uh, Marine Corps, right? And I was stationed not far from here, base called Twenty Nine Palms. No, exactly. And right. that was, you know, graduated high school. So I'm on my own. This is my first duty station. And when I got there, I thought, oh my god. And I picked California because you know. I see California movies, you know, Baywatch, people running slow motion. Not in 29 Palms. Well, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't take enough time to uh, check it out. But when we got there, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, what is this? But that two and a half years I spent there uh, were, were great, you know, combined with your first taste of adulthood, meeting people uh, who would be my best friends and my brothers and sisters uh, for life. You right. Know? And so... It's uh, left a mark on me, and, and just this place in this desert where we, we ended up many a weekend uh, is special to me. Uh, and so it's, uh, it becomes a character in, in my what we'll call promotional photos. So that's kind of like what you were leaning towards was to yeah. get back to that old element. Oh, yeah. I'll stop there. Thank you for your service. Boom. Got to throw that in there. That's yeah. an important piece Thank of the puzzle. That's why I bought dinner tonight. Just, that's why. That and it's Christmas. Well, Thanks. 
All I got was some chicken yakisoba for Christmas. Dude, Is that uh, what you're telling me? Um, I'm, oh. I'm super bummed because we went to a sushi bar, a place that I frequent on a regular basis, unfortunately, because um, I eat too much sushi, I think. But you didn't even have sushi. We go to a sushi bar. I had bar. a spicy tuna roll. Oh, you did. That's did. right. You know what? Epic fail. That's on me because the first thing you ordered was a California roll, and that's where I was going to go with that. That's not, that's not sushi. No, it's not. But you still got the California roll. That's because our server oh, wasn't paying attention yeah. to Shit. There's no take backs, right? You order something by accident. We got some Dude, ribs got- on the table that we didn't order. <laughs> I, that was Jim's fault, I think, yeah. more than more like, than who, anything. Who ordered the barbecue cornflakes? What is this? <laughs> Dude, so you've had a pretty good 2019. Yeah. Um, what's your highlight of 2019? I got to debut at the Grand Ole Opry yeah. on February 23rd. And I'm, this is not bragging, this is my experience, right? I'm not my, saying I was there. My but. Opry debut, and I get this big old stand innovation. And I was so nervous about, um, and I don't get nervous before performances. I enjoy performing, so it comes naturally. But on that stage, it you only get to debut once, right? Right. So I got through my stuff. I didn't forget any lyrics. didn't cry. Uh, so all I had to do was to get off the stage without falling on my face. And so as soon as I was done singing, and they're all up and cheering and hollering, and I just got out of there, right? I was all gone. Left stage. And Bill Anderson brought me on, and he's like, come here, come here, come back, come back. So whispering Bill Anderson's yelling at me. Right. Uh, come back. So, so that was my uh, my favorite moment of two, not, 2019. I went back there just for that. Yeah, just to see that. It's a grand old time, wasn't it? it dude, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. So you're 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 playing the Grand Ole Opry, which is probably something you looked forward to for your whole career. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite take from that? Minus, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take something out of the element. Um, of the crowd's reaction to, yeah. to you. Let's take that out because that, uh, from what I understand, was something that doesn't happen very right. often. Right. Um, to be able to watch that, dude, my, the hair on my arms was like, yeah. I, I couldn't express or explain what happened that night, but it was probably one of the neatest things I've seen with music in my right. whole life. Like, for reals, to, to watch you knowing that it's your debut, to get a standing o- o- ovation like that, for people that not a lot of them probably didn't even know who you were right. before that night. Correct. So that was your first impression night. So take that element out of it. Okay. What was your favorite part outside of that? Was it getting involved with the band back there and seeing what they were? Was it the drive-in? Was it the nerves? Was it after? Standing in that circle. Did you touch the circle before? Um, no. Did you, like, when not you got there? Not only was it my first time on that stage and that circle was my first time in the room. Really? I'd never been to the Grand Ole Opry. So when you first got there, did you didn't go out there and look around at all? No. So your first experience was after you met with the band and you guys figured out what songs you're going to play, and you the, your first experience on that was walking out, really in a circle. Yeah. Wow. What'd that mean so, to you? Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to go back to my Marine Corps days. Sure. And 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 try to draw a parallel here. One of the things we used to do in boot camp, we had uh, they call it classroom time, uh, twice a week. Uh, we'd go into the theater, and they would show us these videos, uh, World War II videos, uh, Vietnam War videos of these Marines and Medal of Honor winners. And they would, sh- they would tell us stories about this, this guy uh, ran up the hill and took out this you know, pillbox and then drugged two guys back down to safety and then ran back up again and, and killed th- two more of the enemy and then came back and jumped on a grenade and gave his life uh, for his buddies. And he got the Medal of Honor posthumously and you jerks didn't want to do push-ups this morning right that's what oh. they would hit us with right <laughs> they would constantly remind you you're not a marine yet right? right and even when you do graduate if you graduate these are the shoes these are the people who uh whose 
you know, you share that title with. And it's, it's huge shoes to fill. So as it relates to country music and, and calling yourself a country music artist, you're following in the footsteps of, of the greats. Like sure. Hank Williams and the George Jones and, and, and these huge, larger-than-life names, all of, who, all of whom stood in that circle and performed for that crowd. And so it's sort of a similar thing. And now you're going to go out there and, and do this. And so right. all this is going through my mind, which is part of the reason why I hadn't gone before. Right. Um, Did you like in your in your mind, you said the first time I want to go there is when I play? No. Uh, it was always my plan to go and check it out. But I love doing what I do so much. It's hard for me to go watch someone else perform. I love doing it. I love watching other artists perform. But I always want to be there, too. I want to be on the stage. Sure. So I get halfway through a song and I'm like, I'll, <laughs> I want to be up there. Yeah. So uh, I could do that, too. <laughs> so it just so happened as luck would have it, um, as fortune would have it that uh, I got to, to make my debut in February. And I've been back four times since. Um, wow. But that was the, the most special part for me was actually stepping in that circle. I wasn't sure if I could do it, right? You know, this all these things are going through my head. These are the people who have stood in that circle and sang and performed. You know, am I worthy of doing it? And so that validation I got from that crowd, you know, meant a lot to me. I left uh, a career, you know, a well-established career with right. Fortune 500 company to do country music, which... In my mind, meant I could be the world's biggest idiot, or I could be a success story. Yeah. You know, and so um, I'm still kind of an idiot, but uh, I enjoyed uh, getting that validation that that I get to do what what I love to do, and it's the right decision. You walk down those hallways and you look at the theme of the rooms and all that kind of stuff, and you see the people that are there and the I wouldn't really call them headliners, but I guess yeah. it, w- it would be in a sense the the headliners that that played. I think did Mark Wills play that night that you played? He did. He did. And I look at I looked at all the rooms and I was kind of, I mean for me it was my I had actually gone the night before because it was yeah. Stephanie Quell's debut. Not why I was there right. at all. We literally flew out to see yours and uh, something popped up on Instagram and we saw that Stephanie was playing there and uh, I reached out and she wrote back and said uh, if you're coming I'll take care of you. Yeah. And I was like, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Heck yeah. Like, what better opportunity is this that, like, two of my most favorite people in this industry that we've met, that we've been friends with and kind of watched their careers grow, uh, this was the opportunity that I got. I wasn't going to give that up for anything. But So the first night I think I went there and I looked around. The second night I went there, I probably soaked up a little bit more. But then you see Mark Wills there and you watch his camp and you see just how calm and cool and collected he is. He was a big help, too. I'm sure he was. Yeah, we did, uh, we did uh, Larry's Country Donna Cruise. Prior to that, in January. Okay. So this is a month before, and that's there's, you know, we have the same booking agent. So did did you know in January that you were playing in February? No, I found out uh, right after that. Okay. Um, so I met Mark on the cruise. We got to spend that week together with him and his family. He's a great guy. Um, and then I saw him. Not he came to Virginia and did a show at a, at a venue, and I went out and hung out with him. So he you went and watched him play. I did. <laughs> uh, I stayed for a couple songs. I brought brought the donuts for the guys on the bus, <laughs> um, but you know he kind of gave me the lowdown on what to expect. He didn't tell me too much, yeah. But he was extremely helpful, and him being there on that night too, it's good for you. Yeah, yeah. So we got to hang out backstage. I can only me. imagine the nerves. I could really only imagine the nerves. You know, I was I got there. I didn't go on stage till what nine o'clock. I don't. It was late. Yeah. I was I was next to the last performer. I got there at five. That's so a long time. I don't normally get nerves. Uh, I get anxious. I'm ready to go, usually. I don't usually feel nervous. Yeah. Um, but sitting in there, waiting my turn for four hours, 
gave me an opportunity to be like, oh my god, was something gonna happen? And you don't get to deal with the band until right before you go on, too. Yeah, you get like 15 minutes of mm-hmm. uh, rehearsal time. You run through your songs. That's now to their credit, that band is phenomenal, phenomenal, <laughs> right? Yeah. So and you get backup singers and all this great stuff. So they already know your song, obviously. You go in the rehearsal room and they go, okay, what's up first? And you give them the first song and they launch into it and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. I stood there for it and I was kind just of just like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some stuff like 20 plus years ago. I was in LA and um, a lady that I worked with, her daughter uh, had a three song deal with like Sony. So they wrote yeah. this music down in Austin, I think, whatever. And she was going back to LA. Well, they called a guitar player, a bass player, a drummer, and a keyboard player the night before and sent the music digitally, email, whatever. And the yeah. next morning at eight o'clock, here these guys are. And I walked in this room and I think they did the song three songs. The label comes in um, and I'm just like, which that was the fastest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, these guys literally got the music the night before. They had to sleep. But walking into the Grand Ole Opry and you watch these, these I don't know, five or six guys in yep. this room yep. that just have never played with you before. Right. Um, and they just start winging shit. And you're just like, no, this is this, this is this. And and then it's done. And yeah. then you go out and you do your thing. You got to come to the studio with me. These guys come in the studio and never heard the song before. Right. They didn't even have the album to listen to right they listen to it one time in the control room they tab it out well they, they talk through it and then i went and saw you at um zach brown's southern grounds yeah, southern ground yeah so you see how it goes down. yes i understand it but i'm just still in awe because the end of the day i guess it goes true to uh you could give jim a new camera and he could fi- figure out you know what he needs to do with it that sort of thing not nah, that they just pushed the button i think i know talents right <laughs> no but you're right i, I go in the studio with a song I might have written on my acoustic guitar. It's just one instrument and one voice, right? Right. Because it's a little something like this, you know, a little something like this. And they go, okay, and they tab it out. Now, there's six musicians in the room, six instruments that weren't on that song, and they listen to it once, and they come up with a whole thing yeah. that didn't exist 20 minutes before. I wrote the daggone song, right? So, and then they play it, and they're like, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what I was thinking. And then you know, they say wild things like, "You want some dobro on there? You want some fiddle? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah." And <laughs> let me grab that. <laughs> yeah. And then they go. So uh, those are the I stand. I get to stand on the shoulders of these great musicians, and they get no credit, right? So I mean, I tell people all the time, you know, you come out to a show, watch, you know, watch me, but take like two seconds and watch watch right. these guys work. I mean, what they're doing is phenomenal. I'm I'm I've had some bands that come through here and the tour manager the minute the band goes on will be like dude can we square up and my my attitude is like uh, um, hey man like I just worked my ass off for 30 45 days to get these people here to see the show yeah. I'm a fan I want to enjoy this and I watch every every artist in the band not just the singer I watch the guitar players the dr- I'm a I, I fiddle around with the drums at home. I have fun yeah. with them, sort of thing. So I, I'm always like drawn to a drummer. Yeah. If I see some dude that's just wailing on, I'm super happy. And well, let me let me let me let me say something in support of my my tour manager out there. Right, these guys are mad. These guys do some. Oh, absolutely. And they don't even get to get on stage and, yeah. and enjoy the accolades. Right, you are, are one of the few that. Um, I mean, you're engaged the entire way and during the show, and and that's something I appreciate and part of the reason why so many musicians like coming through Stoney's. Yeah. But I can tell you, I've seen my tour manager chase down a promoter who disappears. Oh, sure. You know I mean? 
I've seen him chase some guys down, you know, yeah. or have, you know, they go through a secret trap door or something. And I get it. I totally get it. I just, I think my attitude is like, I always just want everybody to know that, that I'm, I'm not only, I'm not only working for you, but I'm, I'm here to see you as well. And I, yeah. that's what makes Stoney's, I guess what it is, what you say is in that sense is that we're, it's not just a business. Yeah, I'll co-sign that, man. I'll co-sign on you with that. You will. You're the, like man. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man behind the man. I'm the second man. Dude, let's talk writing music. All right. Like, when when like what has been up until today your your process of writing music? Do you sit in a room and write it yourself? Do you do you kind that of? That doesn't work for me. Some people can do that. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work for me. I, I will. I don't know if you can call it perfectionist, but I will write like a, a line or, or two lines, and I'll stare at it, and I'll rewrite it, and I'll stare at it, and rewrite it, and throw it in the trash. Wow. Or you know, I'll get an idea, and I'll pull up my phone and make a note for it. I've got like two thousand of those notes. I'm sure. Right? Yeah. Not one more than ten words long. So I'm really good at collaborating um, okay. with someone else. And I think uh, for me in those situations, it's not like one plus one equals two. Us collectively comes up with something greater than either one of us Absolutely. can come up with on our own. Um, so I really enjoy that collaborating. For me also, it's easier to tell someone else's story uh, than it is to tell mine. Um, How was your first experience sitting down with someone you didn't know that was like maybe a published writer? I mean, I, I've heard the analogy that it's like a first date. Would you would you say it's kind of the same? You got to like sit down and figure somebody out, see what it is, maybe have a drink, and then kind of get into the process and I share your thoughts. I haven't done that yet. You have not done that no. yet. So you get an you get an idea. Actually, I have. Actually, I have. I have one time, and it didn't work out so well. I was paired with, and I'm all, I won't say the person's name because sure. know, it wasn't that great experience. This person's a legendary songwriter. Uh, wrote many number ones, and so I was excited. Right, right. I'm, I'm gonna co-write a number one today. This is going to be great. And I don't know if it was an off day or maybe I wasn't worthy of the number one type stuff. I was getting like the D-list stuff, right? Like the, <laughs> I thought he was messing with me, right? He's like writing these lines and he's like, Jeez. I remember one of the lines. I remember one of the lines very well that he said, and he was stuck on it. This is going to work. This is it. And the line was, I'm going to love that boy right out of your mind. <laughs> you can't sing that. <laughs> and all I heard was, I'm going to love that boy, right? Which is nothing wrong with that, right? But, you know, it just didn't work for me. Right. right? Like, yeah, let's, what else you got, right? Because he's like, oh, no, that's it, right? I'm going to love that boy right out of your mind. I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. Uh, not for me, right? It just, it's not, not working for me. Sure. Uh, but he just wouldn't move away from it. And so uh, that was the end of it. No number one song there. So, so do you do you i mean 2020 yeah do you want to get involved with writing with with people and get like so i've had some artists that come in here that that um that like to write by themselves and they are that perfectionist in that sense and their careers might have gone some places their careers might have not but then there's other ones that sit down and and they they've written hundreds of songs sort of thing but they have a, a tight-knit group or every now and then they venture out or they started out with just dating in a, in, yeah. in a sense to find out what fit with them do you do you plan to do that is that something that you want to do i give it a try i, I envision myself as, a, as an interpreter of songs kind of like an um, so are you the you guy that looks a, you you can look through the book and relate and go yes um you know you have like your really world-class screenwriters right sure you pair them with the right actor that can in the production deliver that yeah that i i'm more of a of an interpreter of a written song I, i'm such a Perfectionist is the best word I can come up with. But I get so worried about, if I pour my heart and soul into this song and I put it out there and people hate it, I'll be mad at them, right? 
There's an emotional uh, attachment to that. I'll be I, upset. Can, I, I like, can understand. How dare you not like this song? Right. You, know, you know how long I worked on this? Uh, you know, I thought this was going to be perfect. Yeah. You look at Michael Ray's, uh, his last album, Amos. Yeah. He didn't write anything on there. But he relates so well to anything on there. It's crazy. He, there's, I think we are all, you know, we're all unique, right? But we're all the same. Yeah, I mean, I, but, I think. but that's that's exactly what what you kind of want to do. Right. You want to look through a book and find these songs that relate to you, and that's what you want to that's what you want to do. Well, I'm saying we we all have the same range of emotions, and we all sure. go through the same things. And there isn't any there aren't any stories that haven't been told, right? There aren't any any emotions that haven't it's been true. described in one way or another or any metaphor. So what I'm saying is is can you deliver that message, right? Can you perfect sell that so it doesn't matter what the words are you um, have to believe in it so much that yes, you can sell it yeah and, and it and it could happen that i didn't put those words together right but it's my story to tell and that's, that happens sometimes that's when i look at michael ray's album. i did not know that i interviewed him talked to him we talked about a bunch of stuff and then uh one of my buddies actually i had him review the album and yeah. kind of give his sense but he went so deep to find out who the writers were on every track and he yeah. goes dude you know he didn't write anything on there and i went i didn't but Listening to him, he wrote every one of them. Yeah, because he sold it, and and I guarantee you, I don't, I, I know him, but but we haven't talked music. But I guarantee you, he didn't just, you know, they didn't just oh, drop on his time. lap and says, "Here's he your fifteen, the right?" Yeah, like they Definitely. meant something to him, and, Absol- and, and therefore he was able to, to, to deliver it. He's been here twice, and yeah. both times I watch him, I did not know that was the case. I would, I would have bet my house that he wrote every one of those songs that he did. Yeah. But as I've grown more into this industry, the country genre of, of music, I've learned that that uh, this circle is very small. Yeah. The good people have a small circle, and they hang out, and they talk. Some of them write. I think I was telling you that. I mean, I don't really sit back and do any kind of research, but Cody was telling me that Josh Miranda wrote Somewhere on a Beach or something like that, and then I, then I just sit back, and then I just start talking to the artist. Morgan Evans was just here. Um, uh, he wrote Hooked yeah. for... Um, um, uh, Dylan Scott and to find out where that song came from it was pretty funny because Kelsey Ballerini had Peter Pan so they sat in this room and they were like how do we go how do we give the answer to Peter Pan and they're like Captain Hook and that's where Hooked came from for me it's like the neatest thing in the world to learn this stuff and go dude like, I can never see Morgan Evans singing that song yeah. just like I can never see CJ Solar singing Up Down right. it just doesn't work but the end of the day is like people are selling it and it fits their image it fits their feeling it fits what they have and so i guess that's why i ask like where are you going to be in 2020 like we know what 2019 did for you we know what your what your what your high point is what's 2020 are you going to move to nashville are you going to get your feet wet are you going to write are you going to look at books are you putting out an album i am moving to nashville i i can't put it off any longer yeah Uh, i've been you belong i've been doing the commuter thing and uh you know vince gill told me uh, must be present to win. You know, we did a song together down at, there at Southern Ground, and and we had a little talk about is it is it true? Do you need to be here? And is it, and is that you came straight out and asked him that? Yeah, yeah, good. And and the point of my question was was to say is that like a like a tribal thing? Is it that you won't be accepted here unless you are here? Um, but the answer is is is. A lot of these opportunities that come out of Nashville, and a lot of things happen come from networking, yeah, and friendships, and right place at the right time. Um, you can plan all you want to, and and there's a place for that. But you know, doing that song with Vince Gill and John Sebastian happened by chance. Sure, I had Gary Talent, bass player of the E Street Band, played on my last single. Yeah, 
we were at a showcase event uh, downtown Nashville, and he was there. And my manager asked me, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? We got a session down at Southern Ground. He said, who's on it? I told him who other musicians that were on. He said, yeah, I'll be there. So he shows up in his Bentley with his bass sticking out the back. <laughs> and and he's, on, he's on my track, you know. So right. um, you have to be present to, to um, not only pay your dues, but to just take advantage of those opportunities as they present themselves. And these guys that are out there, I mean, I've learned that going to the Red Door, <laughs> going to Winners and Losers, yeah. everyone and their brother's going to end up there at some point in some time. That's right. And um, I, people are friendly there, still friendly. Like I was at the Red Door and I was wearing a Vegas Strong shirt and a guy just walked up to me. And he asked me if I was from Vegas. I said, I am. And he goes, were you there? I said, I was. And then all of a sudden, I got this new friend. It turns out to be this guy in this band. He, he played here before. And you just kind of like yeah. go through this whole motion stuff. Um, I've been listening to this song by Brinley Addington for a long time called Comeback. And I got to meet him. Is that what it is, Brinley um, Maybe that's not the name of the song. That's Jackie Lee. Anyway, I met Brinley Addington. And I'm like, dude, this guy's cool as shit. Yeah. Like, and you get to know this other side of him. And it's just a matter of going to a, a place with a certain person. And they might know somebody. Then all of a sudden, the circle just... Um, I I just think in a mindset of you hang out at winners or losers they are going to end up there always yeah. they're all going to end up there yeah. and doing what I do I love all these up and comers so yeah. I've gotten in with some of the publishing companies when they got new music I get it sent I get to listen to it I get to debut before it goes anywhere and that's why I'm learning more and more about these artists and that's what drives who I am yeah. is because I don't I don't want to say I don't care about Garth Brooks because I do I mean he's an icon in the industry but I wouldn't want to sit down and talk to him, like interview him. This wouldn't this wouldn't work for me. I just, I'm not drawn to that sort of thing. People have asked, dude, would you want to interview Reba McIntyre? Dude, I love everything she's done. Yeah. But there's nothing I can sit down and say to her that 200 other people have already said. Well, I can tell you, I look forward to you not want to talk to me anymore. Dude, like, and it's a blessing in that sense. Dude, yeah. call it crazy. <laughs> yeah. My claim to fame 20 plus years ago, what I wanted to do is I wanted, I wanted three things. I wanted to help a band get a record deal, Yeah. be printed in Rolling Stone, and be printed in Billboard. I got Billboard, got Rolling Stone, I helped a band get a deal. The band's probably one of the bigger bands. They got found off a website that I had. I helped their manager find them, yeah. put, put the thing together. It's the Killers. Yeah. And I have a plaque on my wall. I'm fine with that. I washed my hands and said, I don't want to do this anymore. But here I am again today, and this is what I love doing. I love to see Austin Burke's first show he ever played outside of Phoenix right here. I sent him a DM. Like, dude, dig your music. Come play Stoney's. He's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't know you. Played here. Now look at him. Just signed to Thomas Red's home team. That's right. And I love watching that. I'm not saying that when he's as big as Thomas Red, I won't be his boy, but I, I'm going to go back down and work my way back up again. Like that, I like doing that. It's fun. That's I like, awesome, bro. I like meeting the new guys, and, and that's why John Marks, um, I got an opportunity to kick it with him. He's an icon in the industry for what he does. Yeah, he is. Um, and uh, Colleen... Uh, there's a guy here by the name of Daryl. He works over at one of the radio stations now. It's probably one of the neatest guys I've met in radio ever, Daryl. And uh, John Marks calls him Uncle Daryl. So he told me one time that he was coming to town. He wanted to have lunch with him. So I took him to the sushi bar, ordered some food. We ate. We came here. Lindsay L. was playing. I said, don't tell her. Let's just surprise her. She was doing a private event. Right. Walk up to Lindsay. I actually interviewed her that day. I said, I got a surprise for you tonight. She looked at me all like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> He walked up. Thank you so much, Toe, blah, blah. Well, him and I walked that back wall where all the artists are on the wall. Yep. And we spent the time looking at each one of them, talking, getting to know, like, with the artist, what's your thought? What's my thought? You know, he's my icon. I mean, he's yeah. an icon to me. Like, right, right. you might go and look at an artist at the Grand Ole Opry, and that would be someone that you would want to play with. Yep. I look at what this guy's done, and he's so selfless with it all that if he likes music, he 
does something with it. And he's honest and he's cool. Every time I've met him, he's been over the top, super nice, remembers me. Colleen said, next time you come to town, email me. Email him. I read it. We're having dinner. Like, because we just had fun and got to talk yeah. about music and, and the drive of it all. And it was really neat to be able to say, have you heard of this artist? No. Okay, this is one you should check out. This one, yeah, you're cool. You know, but this one is good and everything right. like that. So he's just, you look at a guy like that and that's that's what, what I want to do here. I hope that people listen to this and like, that's it. I just want to keep going like that. I want you to be so successful that you get to the point where you look back and go, I remember when we sat in that room. I remember when Toad wanted to talk to me. <laughs> I would still want to talk to you, dude. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. I do know what you're saying. But that's what this is all about. I think there's so yeah. many new artists out there that don't have a platform. And so speaking of not having or now having that platform, like as you record music, do you want to do an album? Do you see yourself wanting to actually physically do a full CD or do you like the single side of it all? Do you like to keep your, your listeners engaged with one a month? Like, so you came out with 12 songs. What would you do with them? I like to, I, live performances is what makes me happy. Right. Making records, um, it's just one of the things you have to do to the process. Get, get your product out there and get people to want to come see you. That helps you make money too though. It helps somebody make money. Um, <laughs> I, like, I like playing live. I like play no. Um, so if I were to ask the question, if you like writing, <laughs> recording, or playing live, we already know the answer. He oh, likes playing, playing live, right? Yeah. That's what we all do it for. Sure. Right? Um, yeah, but people got to hear your music. True. So you got to get to the masses. But nowadays, there's so many outlets for it. True. Um, not many people are going to buy physical. I sell a lot of physical CDs. Most of them is because people want a signature on them to have right. a tangible thing that they can. Well, it take goes home. back to the vinyl days. Right. I mean, you go back to the idea. Right. I still collect vinyl. Right. Every new city I go to, I find the record store, and I find something that I don't have that I've been looking for. But I want that tangible side of yeah. it all. And my favorite is when you new artists come out with vinyl. Yeah. Like, so in this organization that is Tony Jackson. I sing the songs, right? I get on stage, play my heart out. Um, but I have a, a great team around me. You do. Management, booking, promotion, photography. I got a great team. And uh, one of the things I learned in, in prior careers and prior life is you get the right people on the bus and you let them do what they do. Their thing. Yeah. And um, I might not understand it all the time, but I do know that they have that wisdom experience. And I got to where they are by being good at what they do. And so, they have you as their best interest. So I get out of the way, stay out of their lane, and I focus on making myself, doing my part. Right. right? Um, it's named after me. When things go well, I get all the accolades. Right? When things go wrong, I blame it on them. Because <laughs> you can. Uh, and, they're still, you and they're still with me. So um, so if it, if it comes out in the form of an album, which I think we are coming out with here in the next few months, right? Um, then, then that's what we do. Um, I like it. Uh, when we, I'm not so much keen on let's record 12 songs and stick it out on an album. Okay. I, I want it to be like a story, right? They should all fit together. Um, it all should, it might be not like some theme, you know, but it tells it, it should work together. It works as, a timeline as, as, as a, a story. body of yeah. work. Gotcha. Um, and so that's what I'd like to see uh, come out. We'll see what happens. I can tell you this, though. I will continue to record songs. I will continue to, to write, and, and if, it, if we find it good enough, we'll record it and put it out. But I just I want will, some vinyl by Tony Jackson I, I in my house. I will get you that vinyl. It, 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 I wouldn't try to put the record on the record player, but I can guarantee you <laughs> the cover will be my picture. 
<laughs> by a uh, shot by Jay. But I'm putting some new music out uh, in that's, the very near future. That's next, what that's next, what I want to hear next month. How many songs? And uh, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. That's, but uh, have you recorded them already? Recorded several of them. Several of them. Yes. You like them? I like recording because they're performing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And these musicians, I, these make these songs come alive and to be a part of it. I enjoy that. Um, so. You know, people want music from me. I'm gonna give it to them. Sure, but I wanted you to come see me. I, I like performing live. I, but okay, so you you said it perfect earlier that when you're on a couple TV shows. Yeah. What are they? I was on uh, Larry's Country Diner, Kay. Country Family Reunion. So let's start there. One of the things that you said about Larry's Country Diner is every time that episode airs, it's the number one most watched episode, downloaded, streamed, yeah. whatever. Right. And drives people out to see me. Drives people out to see you. So what's the difference in that versus music as? in a recorded format or of, of an album nothing right I, but but the, i think you i think this is where i'm going with it. i'm challenging you in that sense to say that that i want you to put out an album because then you've get that you you have that element just like you have on the tv yes so i'm not disagreeing with you okay. right if my song is playing on a radio station two states away right and i don't know that it's playing there right that's wonderful. I'm glad people are getting to hear that. That's a sure. good thing for me because when I go to play there in a live show, that might draw them out to see me. Right. I'm just telling you that my favorite thing <laughs> is to be on the stage. Sure. That's my. But you're performing inside the studio no, too. There's no. Right? I, I don't think this thing's mutual exclusive. We're on the same page. Yeah. Right. I want to see you put out as much music as you can, the stuff that you believe in, because you sell your music so well. well I guess I'll tell you. I guess I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I will do that. I want you to. How's that? I want, I want you to. All right. I would love to see you in Nashville because we go there probably six or seven times a year, and yeah. I want to be able to know that we just don't, because we've been pretty lucky, if you yeah. think about it, that we're both in town somewhat around the same times. But I want you to get settled there, and I want you to to find your, your click, and I think it would be rad. I think you'll, you, I mean, you're an amazing singer. You're a humble dude. Um, I just would love to see you explode. All right, you got it. I'm going to do it. You should do it. Yeah. You should do it. Deal. What are you doing for Christmas? I'm going to enjoy some quiet time. Yeah? Yes. Downtime. Downtime. No music. What do you do in your downtime? What is your thing? Like, what's your go-to for loafing? I play my guitar. Yeah. So you don't step away from music. I play Call of Duty. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't get into those first-person shooter games. I play with my, my old Marine buddies. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I know a lot of people that get into that. I just can't. I, I get nauseous. Man. Because so, all I see is this thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. great. It's great. I'm a camper, so there's not a whole lot of movement. Yeah. You know what a camper is? You just sit there and you shoot sit people. sit there going away for somebody to run by. <laughs> <laughs> we shoot them. I get a lot of messages on the Xbox. Yeah. A lot of messages. They just call like, you camper? You camping, son of a bitch. I'm not skilled like you guys, right? What's your screen name on there? <laughs> I can't tell you. Man. No, Dude, go, what if I go buy the game and I want to play? I'll get bad reviews on Apple <laughs> Music. <laughs> this guy's a camper. people on Call of Duty, he sucks. He's a camper. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have like I believe Call of Duty. You can build like a a, a group of people, a team per se. Party, that, yeah. Party. That's called a party. Yeah. And that's what you guys do. You guys all we party up, man. Do you guys call each other and say that we're playing tonight at ten? Let's do this sort of thing. Nah, it's, it's such a big group of us. Like whenever you do sign on, whoever's on, we just get together. Right. Party up. Oh yeah. Is that the only game you play? That's it. You don't play any sports that's games it. or anything. Man, like we're that? such nerds, man. We call plays, right? Like you know, a certain map will call plays. Like all right, you go over here to the left. You sit there. You sit in this window. And I'm sitting <laughs> in this window. <laughs> <laughs> camping, camping all day. Dude, I'm a like camper. Sh shooting fish in a bucket. I, look, look <laughs> it works. I, I draw some 
<laughs> Hateful comments for some 13 year olds, I tell you what. <laughs> Like, you camping, motherfucker! I doubt I downloaded uh, Madden 20 on my. I can't play that, man, dude, on my iPhone because one of my buddies, his kid Tyler, he's really good at. It, he was talking crap when I went to dinner, so I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. download this. I'm gonna start playing. I can't even figure out how to play. Right. Like, like right. I just sit on my phone. Give me a break. Yeah. I'm, I'm good crap. for like the half of the first quarter because I only learned like two plays. And then yeah. once the first time playing figures out, okay, right. he's gonna run the up the middle two yeah. spin moves and yeah. And, and you're once done. they figure it out, they're like, yeah. I used to play back in the day, and we used to have fun. But um, it yeah. just there's too many buttons now. Right, there was two buttons, right? Yeah, like four. Yeah. Now there's too many. Uh, you either pass or you run and jump. That's it. Now you can no. stiff arm, juke this, that. I'm just like, no. dude. I watch these kids just go like this. I'm like, that's ah. right, man. Call of Duty. You sit in the corner. You wait for somebody to run by. Just shoot them. Yeah. Just shoot them. Yeah. Hang out the window. Okay, so let's go back to Christmas, New Year's. Got any plans? You playing? You loafing? No. no. This is your first New Year's off, or Chilling. have have you been off for New Year's? Uh I usually do like small engagements, right? You know, like old private acoustic, you know, family and friends type thing. That's kind of cool. Uh, but I can tell you, I travel so much, which I love doing. That when I get that downtime, I enjoy the quiet. Right. I like getting home and knowing that I have a weekend to do nothing. That's like my That's favorite it. thing in the world. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Camping in the corner. You talk about like no phones and stuff like that. I go to the lake on, in the summertime. If there's no wind out, I'm yeah. at the lake. And the minute we pass through this area called the Narrows, cell phone's dead. You Doesn't can't work. even do it if you wanted to. Mm-mm. It's the neatest thing in the world. My girl sits there and tries to take pictures and post it on Instagram. I'm like, that's cute. We have a Smith Mountain Lake back home. Let me tell you, I almost killed my, my boy. I almost killed my son. We had a, we were out in the boat and was pulling him on a on a tube in the back. I had this boat wide open. And uh well I had about half and you know, he's going over the wake and he's got a big old grin on his face and he's like, Go faster, go faster, go faster. So all right, so open it wide open, made the sharp turn, he hit the wake, ragdoll. Right? <laughs> all I saw was armpits and feet. Did you right? smile when it was happening? No, it was no. scary, right? This oh. kid my kid, my right. my child, flying, right? Hit the water like that, just Right. And uh, he pops up both fists in the air. Yeah. And then you smile. Uh, yeah, that was smile. So, I did. A, it's become uh, it's become a tradition now. Like we call it the devil's toy, yeah. that tube, and you do that double up where you go in and do the figure eight and come back. Yes, I sent my son through one of those one time, and I, I saw him hit it, and he went straight up, and he tried to hold on as long as he could, but he ended up letting go because his body was doing whatever, and yeah. he's floating through there. And I'm like, ah! But the minute he hit the ground and did, yeah. Uh, his wasn't this. It was more like this, uh, and he never got on it again. But once I like he was telling down, you that you're number one <laughs> twice. Yeah, Dad, you are number one. But after he hit, and so I saw he was okay. I started laughing because it's literally when you watch him. I think it's the funniest thing in the world. But the minute you find out they're okay, then it becomes even more funny yeah. because you don't want him to get hurt. But at the same time, you're like, dude, my dad did that to me, or my friends did that to me, or that sort of thing. But that's what's fun about having kids, right? Yeah. What What are the kids getting for Christmas th- th- this year? My boy's into photography. Yeah. So Jim and, Shea's going to come give him a class? Well, you know, I was telling him, he's really into it. Like, he's he's applied himself. How old he's, is he? He's into skateboarding. He's 15. He's into skateboarding. Photos or video? Photo and video. Okay. Um, but he, like, sells his services. Like, he's using it to make money. And, and so... The hustle's real. Right. So is it... So do I buy him this really expensive lens that he wants so he can earn more money for himself... <laughs> which hurts me <laughs> or monetarily right or, or it's still every weekend hey can you send me some money on apple pay right so right. it's like do i front load that investment let him go make his own money or 
let them nickel and dime me to death. So I think I'm gonna have to get the lens. Yeah, you get them the lens and yeah. and and let them let them. Dude, any kid that hustles that young, he's gonna be paying for my retirement home, right? So I, I, I at I some point. Gotta, I just got to go ahead and come off of it. Do you, yeah, it's like, do you want to stay at his house or do you want to have your own pimp-ass place that he's paying for? Yeah. That's what you got to think about. I uh, I got him an Apple Watch here recently, and, look, he's a boy, right? Yeah. Like, uh, he doesn't do much that, that upsets me because he's way better than I was when I was his age. But uh, I got him, gave him his Apple Watch. He's out skateboarding, and it smashes the screen, sends me a picture of the screen. He's like, oh, sorry. So now he wants this lens, and I'm like, oh. oh yeah, there's the other side to that. All I can imagine is him. How long ago did he do the watch thing? It's only a few months ago. And it wasn't um, his fault. Stuff I, sure. I've broken screens on stuff, you know. So right. I mean, stuff happens, but yeah. Uh, I, maybe you just buy him this duffel bag with a bunch of bubble bubble wrap. I'm gonna get him this thing. lens, but he better be taking pictures. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want. I don't hear any. Uh, yeah. I'm, not doing I'm over it. I'm yeah, over right. it. I'm over it. Or maybe make him pay half of it back or something like that. Nah, I'm gonna get invest with him when he makes his money. My son's first car, this is what I wanted to do with his mom. It didn't happen because she didn't like the idea of it, but I did. We both were going to put in 2500 bucks, buy him a $5,000 truck. I was going to make him pay back the 2500 1250 to mom, 1250 to dad, just to have him earn something and right. then give him his title. Right. And then when he gets done and he pays it back and it's a thing, turn around and give him the money back again. Like, not keep it. I don't need his money. But the idea is that the uh, these kids these days are all entitled. Right, and they think they deserve everything. So the idea was to do that. Mom didn't like that too too much. So it never happened. She just ended up buying him a truck, and I'll be goddamn. Six months later, he wrecked it out in the desert, rolled yeah. the thing, and had nothing. Oh well. But there's no right. sense. Right, right. There's no sense of ownership. That's what I'm saying. You could do something just to, hey man, maybe if it's 800 bucks, make him pay you 250 or something like that. There's just something to that a value yeah. and something more that you've worked for. Sure. Versus being given to. Absolutely. You. I mean, even though it is the holidays. And it's a lesson like, for later in life. Right. Yeah, yeah. because people just don't hand out stuff. Yeah. They, they they don't. I think his mother and, and my son's mother, members of the same tribe, by the way, because we're going to do that now. I was just like, yeah. You mean we're related? <laughs> <laughs> Some the same school. Fashion. Anything else you want to say to these people out there, Mr. Tony Well, Jackson? I appreciate you guys for what you do. Um, I, I got the Country AF radio app on my phone, and I, I do a, a lot of time in rental cars, you know, all this travel. And yeah. Apple CarPlay, you know, it pops up on there. Country AF radio. It's pretty so, neat. Uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So uh, I appreciate you. appreciate what you're doing for my peers. Yeah. Because I really love these guys, you know, like Stephanie. I spent some time with her over at Tahiti Village. Uh, we're here for ACM weekend, yeah. and uh, you know I'm really fond of her and 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 a lot of guys that, that I see come through here. And it's not a lot of people doing what you're doing. Yeah. And so uh, I I appreciate that. I hope you keep it up, dude. I don't I don't ever want to quit doing this. Yeah. It's not work. It's fun yeah. more than anything. And um, hope you're back on the stage here real soon, dude. You will. We're gonna work that one out too. All right, for sure. Thanks for the time. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead, roll credits. Recorded by Toad, produced by Toad, booked by Toad, voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. <laughs> <laughs>